Right out of the gate, we're going to start off with a guest. We talked to him last week in the noon show, but he's got more to say about the Springfield city budget, expenditures, taxes. Ward 7 Alderman Joe McMenamin live on the line with us. Alderman, good afternoon. Thanks for taking the time. Good afternoon, Jim. Well, we've got a city council meeting this evening, and uh, my understanding is that we will see Alderman take votes on Mayor Jim Langfelder's proposal on raising the sales tax, also the telecom tax. Is that still uh, on the agenda for tonight? It's on the agenda. It's on the debate agenda. So we'll do the consent agenda first, and then we'll move to the debate agenda. On the debate agenda, Jim, the telecommunications tax ordinance is a lower number uh, ordinance than the uh, sales tax. So we're likely to vote on the telecommunications first and the sales tax, the general merchandise sales tax second. You predicted last week that uh, particularly the sales tax, but perhaps both of those, would not have the votes needed for support. I did see the Journal Register over the weekend uh, saying that they knew of five definite no votes, which if the other five are a yes, the mayor would break the tie in favor of those. Do you still think that those taxes uh, are not going to win uh, city council approval? On the general merchandise sales tax, the SJR reported there were five no votes, and then there were two undecided votes, and then there were three aldermen that the SGR could not get hold of, so they were just unknown at that point. Uh, on the telecommunications tax first, you know, last year I voted yes to that tax. I'm likely to vote yes to that one tonight. I like to hear everything. Um, that one is a, raises less revenue. It's dedicated to the library. On the general merchandise sales tax, there's a lot of moving pieces to um, the discussion, uh, aldermen have been you know, talking with each other one-on-one today. Aldermen have been in to see the mayor. Um, any and all of that could change the equation. I think it's going to be uh, a, a close vote. Um, the, the points, though, that keep um, coming to my mind, Jim, two points. Number one, we've got to diversify our revenue streams. We're overly dependent on sales tax, um, general merchandise sales tax, and it's uh, the tax that's flat. So, okay, if we do an increase in the sales tax, and let's say we get over a 12-month period, we get $4 million do- new dollars from the general merchandise sales tax. But if in the meanwhile our corporate fund expenses are going up at least $5 million a year, we're going to be back in the same boat um, a year or two from now because the revenue will be flat, but our expenses keep rising. So I think we need two parts to this solution, a long-term solution, not a Band-Aid solution. We need to diversify our revenue streams with hopefully growing uh, taxes. Uh, And number two, we need to look at the elements of expense growth. Now, some of those elements of expense growth we can't really do much about. For example, the pensions. We're we're kind of stuck with the historical mistakes, and we've got to pay... um, our obligations on that. But the current personnel costs, that's where we have to focus. And the information that we, we talked about earlier today on the phone, a private conversation, we have, Jim, we have now on our city payroll, we've got over 1,400 employees. Over 280 of our city employees make over $100,000. Now, I don't blame our employees for that. But we do have a spending problem, and we have to somehow slow down the pace of growth of our payroll 
uh, wages. Alderman, let me get a little clarification on that number. 1,400 city employees, 280 make over 100,000. Is that just in their base salary, or does that include benefits and, and uh, the, the pension contributions on their behalf? When you talk about that 100,000 figure, is that just what's going home to them in wages, or is that the city's total expense for each one of those workers? That's their W-2 wages. Okay. Uh, now, so we're talking there, uh, obviously, department directors. Uh, we're probably talking uh, supervisors at City Water, Light, and Power and other city departments, uh, things like that. Upper Brass at the Police and Fire Department are all included in there. Who who else makes up that list making over a hundred grand a year at City Hall? You know, that's the way I used to look at it, Jim. I mean, when I came into city government as an alderman, I, f- I figured that, okay, the department directors, the mayor, and, you know, the, the most senior management personnel make 100000 But we now have a situation where over 280 of our employees make over uh, $100,000 a year. And you know, we, we've got um, roughly uh, 45 um, of our firefighters make uh, over 100000 We've got over 40, uh, roughly 40 of our police. And so we've, we've got it so that uh, we've got a very broad section of our employees making over $100,000. Now, let's take a look at that. What drives those pay increases? Typically, let's look at police and fire. Um, there's three elements to how they progress in pay each year. There's a, it's based on rank, it's based on longevity, and it's based on cost of living adjustment increases. Overall, it averages about 5% a year per position. We got to slow it down. So, you know, for seven years, I've been um, calling for a wage freeze. I think that's a good way to go because it only really freezes one of those three elements of payroll increase each year. Uh, so that would be, uh, again, the cost of living uh, increase would be put on hold indefinitely, but it would not stop those individuals from making more money on the basis of either uh, a change in rank or just based on their longevity for a number of years of service. That's correct. For example, our police, they come in at roughly $53,000 the first year. They get automatic increases, I think it's for the first five years, irrespective of COLA. You know, taking, put a COLA aside. Let's say they got zero COLA. They would still advance from roughly 53000 to about 70000 after five years. So, you know, they're, they're, they're going to move up no matter what. We just got to find ways to slow down the, the total uh, payroll cost. And I want to explain something about how a wage um, freeze on the COLA helps us in a lot of ways. First, it frees up some spending uh, in the current year. But then if our wage base is... Uh, frozen for some period of time. That means every subsequent year, the wage base, the spending will be less than it would have otherwise been. So it's a perpetual savings every subsequent year. And then thirdly, at retirement, the final rate of pay of each employee is going to be less than it would have otherwise been. And so then you end up with a reduction in our total pension cost. So because pension cost is based on the rate of pay when you get out of service. So 
That's kind of the rationale for it, Jim. We're talking with Springfield Alderman Joe McMenamin about some ideas to deal with the city's current budget crisis. Uh, Alderman, we talked about this uh, a little bit last week, uh, and it's noted that uh, a lot of the workers you're talking about here, they're under contracts. They have contracts that say this is what you're going to get paid, and those cost of living increases are built into those contracts. So even if you could get Alderman to go along with a wage freeze idea, which, as you have yourself noted, you haven't able to for seven years of trying, but even if you did, how much impact could it have for the upcoming budget year that begins on March 1st, since you have to abide by the contracts that are in place? Well, a few things on that. Number one, uh, we need help from everybody. We need help from management. Our department heads have got to talk with the rank and file. Everyone's got to understand that the dilemma we're in, we need help from the union managers. We need help from the taxpayers to understand the situation we're in. Um, as far as um, you know, I agree with what you're saying that doing a wage freeze does not close the deficit, but what it does do, it allows uh, some aldermen, myself included, to become a yes vote on the sales tax um, increase. If we get major commitments to more long-term pay scale structural reform, then I become a yes vote. But I'm not going to be a yes vote, Jim, until we have longer-term solutions. So that's the leverage you have as a elected official. You try to use your vote to create the best of possible changes for the long term. Uh, do you have an ordinance prepared for this or uh, an amendment prepared for the uh, the ordinances that will be coming up tonight? Well, I, I sat down with Mayor Langfelder uh, yesterday at 11 a.m. I've, I've explained, you know, each alderman has gone in and tried to, the, the ones that chose to, and tried to explain how they might become a yes vote. Um, so it's really up to the mayor uh, to try to make this work um and i hope he does because you know we just can't be raising the sales tax every two or three four years like uh, we've been doing since uh, mayor devlin did it in 2004 and then he did it again in 2009 and then mayor houston did it in 2013 effective in 14 and now we've got we're trying to do it again and like i say because our sales tax has has become so flat because of e-commerce and some other reasons uh the situation is worse than it's ever been uh, on our revenue side, as far as in a full e- employment economy like we have right now, usually we have these problems when um, there's a recession and people are spending less, and so they um, and so our revenues drop. I think people are spending the same or more, but a portion of that spending is is e-commerce, and we don't get a portion of it at city government uh, for to, for taxes. So we've got a unique situation here, Jim, and uh, we need to come up with uh, better solutions than a, a Band-Aid of just raising, you know, we, we, need to, we, we don't want to just tax and spend. We want to tax cleverly and spend cleverly. But you've, you've left it to the mayor to now decide whether he'll put forward a wage freeze ordinance. You're not going to introduce that yourself? You know, aldermen don't sit down and, and uh, engage in collective bargaining the way we do it in the city of Springfield. It's always been a mayoral function. I think the mayor this week did send out letters through our labor negotiator asking all the unions to, um, to, to um, offer ideas on how to move forward. I think that's a good step. Um, let's remember now that unions only represent two-thirds of our employees. The mayor uh, has complete control on the COLA for the one-third of our employees that are not union. And um, I think he should... Um, now, I think everyone's got to contribute to a way to a cola freeze. It can't just be white shirts, Jim. But um, hopefully he can, uh, our mayor is our leader, and I want to help him succeed this 
term and next term and turn things around fiscally for the city of Springfield. If this doesn't come together, you can't get the wage freeze that you're talking about put into place and there aren't the votes for tax increases, will you, will other aldermen put forward your own ideas for where to cut? Because we would have to cut millions from from the city budget uh, in a fiscal year that gets underway in less than a month. Good question. I think, you know, probably there's some scenarios that could pan out. Um, You know, we might end up... uh, drawing down our reserves to um, close the budget, we might... Well, that's part of the plan even if we have a sales tax increase. The mayor says it's going to have to require spending down fund balance regardless. Right. I think we've got about $14 million fund balance in the corporate fund. He's proposed spending down $1.5 million. It may be we patch things together and then things get worse a year from now and then we uh, do a more serious solution. Um, so I'm, I'm working towards a serious solution we um, can't just do band-aids. We're going to be very eager to see what happens uh, tonight at the city council meeting and how we proceed from there afterwards. Alderman, thanks for taking the time this afternoon. Appreciate it. Thanks always, Jim.